In the name of Jesus, amen. Our epistle lesson has these words written by St. Paul. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Those words are perfect for tonight as we remember the presentation of the Augsburg Confession. They're perfect because they're words all about confession. When I say confession this way, what I mean is to say the same thing that God says in the Holy Scriptures. That's what the Augsburg Confession does. It takes all the Scriptures and it narrows it down into simple, short, easy, theological propositions. And so we as Christians are supposed to confess the Augsburg Confession teaches us how to confess. The creeds teach us how to confess. The scriptures teach us how to confess. Paul teaches us how to confess. I mean, think about the ministry and life of St. Paul. He is converted on the road to Damascus. God shows up and preaches a sermon to him, and it makes him a Christian. As soon as he's a Christian, he begins to confess also. He began to preach. First, he preached to those who had formerly been his friends, the people who had been persecuting Christianity. He begins to tell them about Jesus, and in response, they attempt to put him to death. They threaten his very life for confessing the truth. So Paul has to escape through a window in the wall, lowered down by a basket. But that didn't stop his confession. Paul began missionary work, traveling through the pagan world. He preached in Athens on the Areopagus to Stoic and Epicurean philosophers, who, when he began to speak about Jesus raising from the dead, began to laugh at him. Did that stop him? No. He traveled to the next town, and the next, and the next. He even preached in Ephesus, the great center of learning in the Roman world. He preached the gospel of Jesus Christ in Ephesus, even as a silversmith named Demetrius started a riot against him, protested against him, got the whole town chanting pagan slogans against Paul's preaching of the gospel. Paul preached Christ crucified. He confessed Jesus. He did it all the days of his life, even in Rome. Where finally, he was beheaded 
for his confession in the days of Nero Caesar. Paul confessed with his mouth that Jesus was Lord. Paul believed in his heart that Jesus was Lord who had raised from the dead. And he preached it so that others began to believe the same thing. All of his life was dedicated to preaching Christ. And through Paul, God's word went out. It called, it gathered, it enlightened and sanctified Christians. God worked faith through the word that Paul confessed. And so it is, the church began to grow and became what we know today. That's why we still read Paul's words in the epistle lessons more weeks than not, knowing that it is actually not Paul's words, but God's words, and that God's words create faith, and that faith allows us to confess the truth of Jesus. Paul's words are true. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you will be saved. Our Lutheran forefathers believed this very same thing. They learned it by studying the scriptures, by hearing them preached. That's what we celebrate here tonight. That's why we wear red on the altar. We celebrate making the good confession of faith. You see, as I mentioned, 490 years ago, tomorrow, in an ancient German city, Augsburg, Lutheran princes got together for a meeting with non-Lutheran princes and a non-Lutheran emperor. Political leaders gathered together trying to figure out how they could unite the German people against the Muslim Turks invading at the door of Austria. What was the topic of the disagreement? The details of the Christian faith. The confession of the Christian faith of who Jesus is, why he came, and how we are saved. The Lutheran princes, governors, if you will, read their confession of faith before the emperor. They read their confession of faith for over two hours. But the emperor was still against them. The emperor was still stuck in false teaching, wrong doctrine. They read their confession before the emperor, even though he disagreed and could put them to death or arrest them or remove their kingdoms from under their rule. But that wasn't their main concern. These Lutheran princes believed God's word. They confessed it with their mouths 
And they were looking for a reward that this world cannot offer. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Eternal life with God in his kingdom. World without end. And so they confessed their faith. Knowing that it would probably be rejected. Knowing that war and conflict could come about from their divisions. Knowing that they might be killed. But that did not stop them from confessing. They believed everyone who calls on the name of the Lord would be saved. Themselves included. Perhaps you see where we're going with this, dear Christians. You see, we live in a world today that is in desperate need for bold confession of God's word, of God's truth, of the forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ. This world seems to be against God's word. God's word is being pushed out of public life more and more all the time. It has been deemed non-essential, politically speaking. There are many people who are glad that churches have been struggling these last few months. There are many non-believers who wish the churches could be closed indefinitely. God's word is more and more taboo against the rules of public sphere of life items. You can't talk about it in school. You can't talk about it at work. And in the midst of this, there is more and more violence that seems to be happening in our society. Less Christian behavior. Less Christian conversation. I saw in the news just yesterday that some activists are demanding that we tear down statues and stained glass windows of Jesus just like these. You see, people who are angry, seething with rage, even though Christ says that sin if anyone is angry with their brother, they are liable to the judgment of murder, Jesus said. We hear people bad-mouthing politicians that they don't like. Orange man is bad. Nancy Pelosi is evil. They say these things even though God's word commands that we honor father, mother, and other authorities. 
Paul prayed for the emperor. The emperor who eventually ordered his execution. In our world, there's constant belittling of other people's reputations. So much so that it's wearying, isn't it? Twitter, Facebook, and other echo chambers where we feel bold enough to destroy someone's reputation with just a few clicks of the mouse, even though we wouldn't talk before their face. That's the status of our world. That and more. How do we respond? Is it like Paul? Is it like the Lutheran princes? How do we respond in the face of political unrest, of violence, of rioting? How do we respond to hatred? We confess. Just like Paul confessed, we confess. Just like Peter and Andrew and John confessed, we confess. Just like those Lutheran princes, we confess. Even in the face of political opposition and religious persecution, we confess. We confess that our faith is in Jesus, who has saved us by his own perfect life, innocent death, glorious resurrection. We confess that in those things, Jesus has saved us from sin, death, and the power of the devil, from this broken and corrupt world. We confess that Jesus promises us a life in the world to come, world without end, peace and comfort beyond what we can even imagine. We confess and we believe that confession of faith. And we are saved. Now don't be confused. It isn't your act of confession that saves you. It's not like you have to check off. Oh, I confess my faith 40 times this week. That'll get me into heaven. It isn't our acts at all that save us. It's Jesus that saves, and only Jesus, by his perfect life, holy death, and glorious resurrection. That's the only reason any of us have any hope. That's the only reason any of us are saved. 
He gives that salvation to us. While we are still sinners, while we don't deserve it, God forgives us. He gifts faith to us through His Holy Word. And through that Word, the Holy Spirit creates faith. That's what Isaiah said in tonight's Old Testament lesson. As the snow and the rain come down from heaven and water the earth and cause it to produce fruit, so shall it be with the Word that goes out from my mouth. In other words, when God's Word goes out, makes people Christian. Paul says the same thing in the epistle lesson. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. God gifts faith through his word. He delivers the forgiveness of sins won by Christ on the cross to you through his word. The source of that word is Christ himself. He gives his word through the mouths of poor, miserable sinners just like you. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring that good news. Paul, Peter, the apostles, the Lutheran princes, even the pastors here. Because where that word is, when it comes to our ears, we are given the promises of God. It's not my word. It's not Vicar's word. It's not Pastor Poppy's word. It's Christ's word that saves. Saves you. Each one of you. And now that you are saved, that word which came into your ears must also come from your mouth. You confess. You confess in a few minutes with simple words. I believe in God the Father Almighty and in Jesus Christ His Son and in the Holy Spirit. You confess. And again, this confession is a fruit of faith. It's not your act of salvation. Jesus is the vine. You are the branches. Without being connected to the vine, without being connected to Jesus, you cannot confess. Without being given his word, you cannot bear fruit. But being grounded in the confession of Jesus Christ as God and Lord, as crucified and risen, you are now free to confess to let the word that came to your ear come out your mouth, to proclaim Jesus here in church, outside of church, in the public sphere, in schools, at work, at the grocery store. 
You're free to confess. Free to share the love that God gives to you. The world won't receive that word from you any better than it received it from Paul. Any better than it received it from those Lutheran princes. Many will attack, will hate, will despise the word that you confess. But you're still free to speak that word. Even then, you confess because you belong to Christ. You confess because you've been saved by Christ. You confess because you have life, life to the full, life forever, even, as we sang a few minutes ago, take they our life, good fame's child and wife, though these all be gone, our victory still is won. We'll live forever with God in peace, in joy, in a perfect world, world without end. Dear friends in Christ, this world needs good confession. Confession of the truth. Confession of Jesus, the one who saved you. And so here again the words of St. Paul. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you are saved. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.